Welcome back to another episode of Jake's Takes. My name is Jake, and thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast. And on this week's episode, we're going to be looking at a lot of things going on in the NBA, and we're going to start with Adam Silva and the COVID situation. So, Adam Silva told uh, ESPN, uh, they talked to him today, and apparently the league has no plans to suspend COVID and suspend the season because of COVID. This is from... Uh, NBA Today uh, on Tuesday, Silva said this, no plans right now to pause the season. We have, of course, looked at all options, but frankly, we were having trouble coming up with that logic, what the logic would be behind pausing that right now. As we look through these cases, literally ripping through the country, let alone the rest of the world, I think we're finding ourselves where we sort of knew where we were going to get over the past several months. And that is, this virus will not be eradicated, and this is going to have to be something we will learn to live with. I think that's what we're expecting in the league right now. So, my guess is that a lot of players are getting COVID, and the easy way to go about it is probably just to keep going, despite all these players that are out, because the NBA has a lot of contracts with different sponsors, and they have a lot of things going on in the NBA that bring them money. And it's a business, and you don't want to shut down your business. Obviously, if the state of this country gets much worse, they're probably going to shut things down as they should. But right now, they're not going to do that, right? And that's what they are. Um, And that's, uh, you know, that's it. Uh, 90% of the cases that are positive in the NBA are Omicron. Omicron cases, Um, I guess, uh, you know, at this point, uh, he's not doing anything to stop the NBA. Silva um, is not stopping play and is keeping and showing this memo to teams. Um, He uh, announced new rules regarding replacement players, and teams have much more flexibility to add them upon losing players. So I think it's a one-for-one swap but you have to have at least two players on the protocol to sign somebody so um i guess uh this is a good thing for former nba players like isaiah thomas cj miles and guys who just kind of are out of the league and now you know at this point um they're getting a little break right and they're getting a chance to come back to the nba even if it's for a short time um You know, I think most players have their shots. And, you know, there are a lot of NBA players who don't. Uh, But at this point, the the data shows that the boosters are effective and they're strongly encouraging everyone to get them. Um, 97% vaccinated, but we're up to 65% of our players that have been boosted. And we're in active discussions with players associated to get the numbers even higher. Um... My question is, if you already have two shots, why not get the booster? And if you don't have any shots, why not get one? Like Kyrie Irving, it it shouldn't, no offense to anybody, and I don't want to get political, but no offense to anybody who believes this, but you shouldn't have a right to not get vaccinated. It should be mandated that everyone gets vaccinated, unless there's a legitimate reason behind it. And there are a lot of people who make up bullshit excuses and say health and religion. I'm no religious expert, but at least the religions that I know, there's no bullshit about vaccines and not vaccines and shit, and 
to to say that your religion precludes you from getting this vaccine is utter nonsense. I know there is like Christian religions that don't believe in like medicine and stuff, but this is a deadly disease and yeah, you should fucking get your vaccine. And Kyrie and any of any of the other NBA players who choose not to get them, um then you got to, you know, consider doing it because there are a lot of places where you can't play at home. San Francisco, New York, you know, the Nets, um, the Knicks, the Warriors, if you're not vaccinated, you can't play at home. And Brooklyn has brought Kyrie back for the away game solely because they don't have enough players. And it's actually crazy watching the stats and seeing, you know, every single day, this person's out because of COVID-related. This person's out because of COVID-related. It's like three, four, five players on a team. Some teams have had to forfeit games because they don't have enough players, you know? And, you know, 97% of the NBA is vaccinated. Why is 3% not vaccinated? That's just confusing to me because I feel like you'd want to get vaccinated for just safety and health reasons. Yes, you're an NBA player and yes, you're in peak physical shape, but that doesn't mean anything in terms of, um, you know, you're going to be 100% healthy from it all. Now, because of COVID and whatnot, Christmas games are shifting. Um, and the, there are 10 teams that were supposed to be playing on Christmas um, that is shifting the game times uh, and uh, possibly for the, the virus-related issues changing up the lineup. Um, it's basically uh, the league told teams the priority is filling the ABC windows for Saturday's games, which means the slots at 2.30 p.m., 5 p.m., and 8 p.m. Eastern. So that would be Boston at Milwaukee, Golden State at Phoenix, and Brooklyn at the Lakers. So apparently, um, you know, they got contracts they got to fill. Obviously, they're trying to, you know, switch things up when they need to. Could it get to a point where the NBA switches games and has teams that weren't originally going to play on Christmas play on Christmas? I I don't know. Um I guess the other games are um, Atlanta in New York, Dallas in Utah. Those are shown on ESPN. I guess for some reason those don't have uh, any specifics on them. Um, if games get proposed, um, I guess uh, you know they could shift times or postpone games uh, off of Christmas depending on the situation. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, that's the situation. Brooklyn has, uh, 10 players on the list, uh, of the COVID protocols, safety protocols right now, which is highest in the NBA. So they're playing on Christmas, whether they actually do or not, who knows? Um, yeah. So at this point, things can change. Obviously Christmas is rolling right down the road, but, um, I guess we'll have to see where they go from here. Fred Van Vliet. Uh, Gallinari, Clint Capella uh, are joining the COVID watch protocols list. Um, and uh, basically the league, you know, they're allowing replacements for a little bit. Um, and we'll see where they go from here. Frank Vogel, head coach of the Lakers, is on the protocol along with four of his players. And COVID's coming. And at this point, it doesn't seem like much is changing in that department. But it just seems like at this point, the the COVID protocols are changing. Um, 
and uh, who knows what's going to happen, um, you know, and uh, I guess we'll have to kind of wait and see how the NBA goes. I don't think they'll ever stop the NBA, nor do I think they'll ever go to a bubble, but I guess um, if it gets to the point where they need to, then it gets to the point where they need to, um, you know, uh, and so, yeah, that's the situation. Moving on to our next topic here, which is the uh, Hall of Fame class, uh, first-time nominees and other nominees. Um, so Manu Ginobili is on the list, uh, as well as Tom Chambers, who is a four-time All-Star forward. Um, Lindsey Whalen, a four-time WNBA champion and five-time All-Star, um, and she coaches at the University of Minnesota. There are other players on the list. Chauncey Billups, uh, Richard Hamilton, Sean Marion, Tim Hardaway Jr., Muggsy Bogues, Mark Jackson, Swin Cash, uh, Becky Hammond, George Carl, uh, Bob Huggins, who's college coach. Um, and I guess uh, the actual um, naming of the Hall of Fame class will be uh, 2022 um, inducted, uh, 2022 in the Announcement during the Final Four in New Orleans, um, which is in April. So, yeah, uh, of this list, um, we'll kind of see who I think could make it. I think Phillips has the best career out of the bunch. Don't really think Tom Chambers is getting in. Manu is a fan favorite, but I don't know if he's getting in as well. Richard Hamilton won a championship, but probably not going to get in. Sean Marion's just been a four-time All-Star. He's probably not getting in. Tim Hardaway, I could see him. Yeah, he's getting in. Muggsy Bogues is not even close, and he just lost his step when MJ kind of psyched him out. Mark Jackson is an all-star in 1989. Um, yeah, he has 10,000 career assists, but he's not going to be in the Hall of Fame. Swin Cash, who won two NCAA championships with UConn and three more with the WNBA Shock and Seattle Storm. Don't really know too much about women's basketball. And so she could get in just for, for that. Uh, Becky Hammond, six-time WNBA All-Star and four-time All-WNBA selection. Wouldn't it be great if she got in to the Hall of Fame next year and some coach out there lost their job and she took over as the head coach in the NBA, making it in the Hall of Fame and becoming a head coach? That'd be something. Uh, George Carl, um, he's sixth all-time in NBA coaching victories. I guess I could see him getting in. And then Bob Huggins has 900 or more career victories, which is one of six coaches. Um, I think he could get in as well. Um, but yeah, that is um, that is that. Manu Ginobili is the big name because he's a big part of um, uh, just you know basketball, especially um, Spurs basketball. Obviously, Tim Duncan um, is uh, in the Hall of Fame at this juncture, um, and he uh, is joining in the folds, um, and yeah, that is, uh, you know, a great player, and I think Manu is uh, right behind him, and maybe Tony Parker will join, and the big three of San Antonio goes to um, a new spot in the Hall of Fame. So I want to look at next uh, an article I saw on Bleacher Report, which came out today, Blockbuster deals that would blow up the 2022 NBA trade deadline. So there's a bunch of these here. I want to look at them and see if they make sense and see what the, the offers are. So the first one here is the Celtics receiving 
Debonis Sabonis for Marcus Smart, Grant Williams, Romeo Langford, and a first-round pick, top five protected. Now, as a Celtics fan, I would accept this in a heartbeat. Um, if you're a fan of the Pacers, I would have probably wanted more picks. And so I could see this deal being a three-team deal with Marcus Smart going to a third team, maybe a playoff team, and then another draft pick or a young player or both going to the Pacers. I don't know if this is what the Pacers really want for Sabonis, but like I said, if there's a third team involved and they can get a young player out of it, or you can go to a team with cap space uh, and try and get a young player or a draft pick, maybe there's something there. Um, I guess uh, maybe that's something, but I don't know. Next up is the Chicago Bulls receiving Jeremy Grant. The Pistons receiving Kobe White, Derek Jones Jr., Tony Bradley, and a first-round pick lottery protected from Portland. So, interesting move for a few reasons. Um, and I think it's a pretty good trade. I think, you know, Chicago can get on board with this. Would they be more open to trading uh, Patrick Williams over Kobe White? Probably not. So this is a better deal, especially because they got Caruso. Um, and I really, you know, think, um, you know, Jeremy Grant would work. That's a good trade. I will say it is pretty good. Next is the New York Knicks received De'Aaron Fox. The Sacramento Kings received Obi Toppin, Kemba Walker, Alec Burks, a first round pick and a first round pick from Dallas, which is protected and a second round pick. Now, I don't see why they would do this deal. I think they would rather have someone like Ben Simmons if they ever did a trade with Fox. They could try and see if De'Aaron Fox gets traded for Jalen Brown. I don't see the Knicks being a viable spot. Maybe, maybe if R.J. Barrett's involved. But other than that, yeah, I don't think that's happening. Next up is a three-team trade. Portland, Philly, uh, Indiana. Where Portland receives Ben Simmons, Miles Turner, Danny Green. Indiana receives C.J. McCollum, Nasir Little, Cody Zeller in a first and a second-round pick from Portland. Both the picks are from Portland. 76ers received Karius LeVert, Norman Powell, and Larry Nance Jr. So, first and foremost, I think Portland does this. Maybe they don't do it because there's both Norman Powell and there's uh, CJ McCollum involved. If there was a way to swap it, so maybe Nurkic is involved somehow and you keep Norm Powell, maybe it's a little better for Portland with Ben Simmons and Damian Lillard and Norm Powell. I think you could work around that one. Um, I do think Indiana doesn't need C.J. McCollum. They're looking for a rebuild, and this doesn't seem to help them. Not a real big fan of that one, um, and I just don't think, um, you know, it's not the it's not the greatest uh, trade as well. Um so, yeah, moving on to our next article I want to look at, which is also Bleacher Report, which came out a few days ago, which was updated trade target list for every NBA team. So they look at about three names for each team, and I'll give you the name that makes the most sense uh, of the three on their list for each team, and we'll kind of go from there and see what happens. So list number one, let's get started. Atlanta Hawks. Marcus Smart, Justin Holiday, Garrett Temple. 
So the most likely of this list is probably Justin Holiday because he's realistic. The price is there. And Indiana is looking to trade pieces to get draft picks and young players. And so I could see this being a good move. They're looking for a low-cost option to uh, get this done. I do think Marcus Smart could work, though, because if we go to our second one here, which is Boston, Cam Reddish, Byron Forbes, and Terrence Ross. Cam Reddish is 100% the guy on this list I would go for. And they do have a good enough budget. So if they did expend, uh, extend this into a Marcus Smart for Cam Reddish deal with stuff involved, could it make sense? I think so. Of this Celtics list, Cam Reddish makes the most sense for sure. And it wouldn't be the worst move in the world. Next is the Brooklyn Nets. And their list here is very odd because there's Ben Simmons, Christian Wood, and Mike Muscala. Now, Mike Muscala is the one I'm choosing because there's no chance they go after Ben Simmons or Christian Wood because what would they give up? Unless Kyrie's involved, which I don't think he will be because he doesn't really have any value. Durant and James Harden, those guys aren't moving. So where does Christian Wood fit into this? Um, the only way I honestly could see a Christian Wood deal or a Ben Simmons deal is for Kyrie Irving. And this is basically Houston just saying, we're going to just open up cap space for the future. And maybe Kyrie actually plays in Philly. Um, but Mike Muscala is the one that makes the most sense because he's like the only one that really is legitimate. And he's not the greatest player, but he's the one I'm choosing. We have next the Charlotte Hornets. Miles Turner, Mo Bamba, Derek Favors. Miles Turner is the one I'm going to go with because he is available and they could move on from him and move him to Charlotte. And Charlotte can give up some draft picks and some young players or some salary matching. And it wouldn't be the worst move in the world. Could I see Miles Turner and Karius Levert getting traded for Gordon Hayward and draft picks? I could. Uh, could I see P.J. Washington and Gordon Hayward getting traded for Miles Turner and Karius LeVert? Uh, I could see that. Could I see Sabonis uh, get traded for um, Gordon Hayward and draft picks and other stuff? I probably could. Of this list, Miles Turner makes the most sense for me. Next up, we have uh, Chicago Bulls, Harrison Barnes, Cam Reddish, and Reggie Bullock. So here's the thing. I think Reggie Bullock's the best case scenario because you have A, Derek Jones Jr. as a salary match, and B, it's not going to cost too much at all. I think Harrison Barnes would be great, but you're going to have to give up a lot of salaries to match, and it's not going to happen. And I don't see them going after Cam Reddish. It's not going to happen. Next up is the Cleveland Cavaliers, who have Brandon Ingram, Cam Reddish, and Terrence Ross. Uh, probably Cam Reddish would be the one that I'd go with because... They do have pieces that could interest um, the Cavaliers and uh, Atlanta, whether um, that's Colin Sexton or that's Isaac Okoro or that's Lori Marketing or draft picks. Um, Cam Reddish is probably the one that I think could really be the one that they go for here um, for sure. Next is uh, Dallas. Miles Turner, Devonta Sabonis, Jeremy Grant. Um, uh I'd probably say Miles Turner, because if you got Porzingis, you don't need Sabonis or Grant. Miles Turner is probably the one you're going to go with, because he's a true center, and that's what they could use. Denver Nuggets, Karius Levert, Cam Reddish, Aaron Nesmith. Um, 
honestly, uh, if we're looking at this, in my opinion, maybe they go after Karius Levert as my number one choice here of the three. Because he is a 3 and D wing. I think you could use that. He is an injury-riddled guy, which could be a problem. But, um, yeah, there is a chance that Levert uh, gets traded sooner rather than later, and it could be Denver. And this is where I think uh, it makes sense. Moving on to Detroit Pistons. Draft picks, Talon Horton Tucker, Marvin Bagley. So, honestly, uh, of this list, I'm probably going to go with draft picks. It's not a player, but they put down draft picks. So, we're going to go with it because that's probably what they need. Um, if they can get rid of... Jeremy Grant and some of their other guys for draft picks, that's probably the best way to go. Next on our list is Miles Turner, Kenrick Williams, and Alex Len. So, I don't think they're going to make any big moves, but the one on this list of the three that makes the most sense is Kenrick Williams. And you could basically trade away a few smaller contracts to get him in there and some second round picks. And I think Kenrick Williams is the best choice for me. I don't see this as too much of an issue moving on. Houston Rockets, draft picks, Jackson Hayes, Jalen Johnson. So, of this list, I'm probably going to go with draft picks because, again, they could trade away Christian Wood if they want to. They could trade away Eric Gordon if they wanted to. Jalen Johnson uh, is not the greatest fit with the Hawks because they got so many players already. And Jackson Hayes is also not the greatest fit with New Orleans. But I would say draft picks is the one I'd go for easy uh, in this situation. Next up is the Indiana Pacers. Ben Simmons, P.J. Washington, Cam Reddish. Easy answer is P.J. Washington. Like I said before, Miles Turner is the best option for the Hornets. P.J. Washington would be the best option for the Pacers. You could make a swap happen. I could see it, and it would work very well. Los Angeles Clippers. Sabonis, Karius LeVert, Tyus Jones. Uh... I'm probably going to go with Karius LeVert just because they can't get Sabonis with what they have. Um, and I also think Tyus Jones is not really what they need, so Karius LeVert's probably the best uh, option. And uh, he could be got, they could get him for a good price. Next up is the Los Angeles Lakers. Jeremy Grant, Justin Holiday, Kenrick Williams. Probably my best choice of this bunch. Um, is probably Justin Holiday because he's a great three-point shooter. Maybe the salary matching stuff won't work out the greatest, but Justin Holiday for Talon Horton Tucker, and you could add other stuff to make it work, isn't the worst deal in the world. Um, and I think that's one that could work. So I like that a lot. Memphis Grizzlies, we have Miles Bridges, Cam Reddish, and Malik Beasley. Uh, Miles Bridges is out of the question. Cam Reddish, probably not needed. Malik Beasley is probably the one I'll go with because he is someone who's probably not going to cost you too much. And maybe, you know, they move some of their other pieces like, um, you know, they have uh, Kyle Anderson and um, Brandon Clark and some of these other guys. Maybe they move one of those guys or a few of those guys from Malik Beasley. And um, I think that could be a good move. Uh, so he's the guy I'm choosing. Next up is Miami Heat. And notice all of these names are not guys that are actually the greatest. Uh, Brad Watermaker, uh, Ben McLemore, and Alex Len. Um, yeah, I'm going to probably just go with 
Brad Wanamaker because he is a veteran guard, veteran point guard, and they need veteran point guard depth. Milwaukee Bucks, uh, they don't have a lot of money, um, so these choices don't cost too much. Garrett Temple, Corey Joseph, Terrence Davis. Um, I'm going to go with Garrett Temple. He's probably the cheapest one to get, and I don't see a need for Corey Joseph because they have Drew Holiday at point guard. Um, and I think they also have uh, George Hill as a backup. And uh, I think Terrence Davis might cost you a little bit too much um, unless you're willing to pony up. So Garrett Temple, that's who I'm going with. Minnesota Timberwolves, Ben Simmons, Thaddeus Young, Chris Butcher. I think Ben Simmons is the ideal choice here, but Chris Butcher is the one I will go with because he can play a little more of a uh, power forward slash center. Put him where you need him, come off the bench. I think that's the best choice here. Um, I don't see Thaddeus Young making a return to Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah. New Orleans Pelicans. Draft picks Marvin Bagley, Bull Bull. Uh, I'm probably going to go with Marvin Bagley because I say take a flyer on Bagley. See if he's available. You don't have to trade too much to get him. It's not going to cost you a ton. Perfect choice for me. I think uh, he's the one. Next up is Damian Lillard, De'Aaron Fox, and Karius LeVert. And I love that they put three, they put two great point guards in Karius LeVert on there uh, when there's really no chance that Damian Lillard's going. He's untouchable, and De'Aaron Fox doesn't look like he's getting traded either. So for that reason, and those reasons alone, Karius LeVert is my choice because he is probably the only one who's actually available. So that's where we're going. Next up is the Oklahoma City Thunder, Mo Bamba, Bull Bull, draft picks. They have a shit ton of draft picks. They have no use for draft picks. I think Mo Bamba is probably a good choice, but I'm going to go with Bull Bull. He's not going to cost you too much, maybe a few seconds at the most. Uh, you could build, honestly, a deal. Let's say they want Kendrick Williams. You could build a deal around Kendrick Williams and Bull Bull coming back. And you could make something work. So I do like that. Next up is the Orlando Magic. First round pick, Cam Reddish, Talon Horton Tucker. So I think the first choice for them is probably going to be Talon Horton Tucker. And I honestly could see them trading away Markel Fultz in that deal. So that they get someone who's maybe a little bit more of a better fit. And then in exchange you see um, another guard going to Los Angeles. I could see it. Next up on this list is three uh, very, very unlikely Philadelphia 76ers choices. Damian Lillard, Jalen Brown, and Tyrese Halliburton. None of those guys are coming to Philly. And the fact that they put these on this list, it's just absurd. They're not getting any good players, and they're not coming in a Ben Simmons trade. That shit's not happening. But we're going to pick one because we have to. Tyrese Halliburton. I could see if they don't want to get rid of Davion Mitchell or uh, De'Aaron Fox, they go after Tyrese Halliburton and Philly trades away Ben Simmons. It's a possibility, uh, but I don't know if any of those will happen, period, end of story, but it's not the worst move uh, if they go for him for um, the Sacramento Kings. Next is the Phoenix Suns, Thaddeus Young, Robert Covington, Reggie Bullock. Thaddeus Young is the choice um, from the... Uh, 
San Antonio Spurs, you could trade Jalen Smith and uh, Dario Saric, and you could get in Thaddeus Young. He's a pretty easy fix. You have Jay Crowder, Cam Johnson, and you could throw him in as well. Portland Trailblazers, Ben Simmons, Harrison Barnes, DeBontis Sabonis. Of this group, Ben Simmons, because I think Damian Lillard wants to play with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is probably not going to cost a super ton. You probably just have to give up C.J. McCollum and some picks, maybe. Um, Harrison Barnes, it's just a waste of money, in my opinion, and Sabonis is going to cost you a lot. So we're going with Ben Simmons. Sacramento Kings, Jeremy Grant, Karius Levert, DeAndre Hunter. Now, I could see a DeAndre Hunter, Tyrese Halliburton swap in some form. Um... Yeah, that is something I could easily see. I could see potentially a De'Aaron Fox swap for Jeremy Grant um, or a Tyrese Halliburton swap for Jeremy Grant if the situation is right. Uh, that being said, the one on this list that makes the most sense is DeAndre Hunter. I think there's a lot of pieces in Atlanta. I think the Kings could get one of those guys for sure. Next up is the San Antonio Spurs, Brandon Ingram, Ben Simmons, draft picks. I'm going to go with draft picks. I don't think they can get Ben Simmons. I don't think they can get Brandon Ingram. So draft picks is what I am going with because it's the only one that I think is logical. Next up is the Toronto Raptors. We have Jackson Hayes, Mo Bamba, and Christian Wood. My choice, or choices I should say, um, Jackson Hayes. Uh, he's probably... The cheapest option, he's the most available option out of the three, most likely. And he's not going to cost you as much as Mo Bamba and Christian Wood. Utah Jazz, Jeremy Grant, Cam Reddish, Garrett Temple. I'm going to go, and I'm going to go with Garrett Temple, just because I don't think Grant is someone they can really go out there and get. I think they do owe first-round picks to a few teams. Cam Reddish is going to cost you a little bit more. Garrett Temple really won't cost you that much at all. So I think he is probably your best bet of these three. Washington Wizards, Cam Reddish, Josh Hart, Kenrick Williams. In uh, my opinion, Josh Hart makes the most sense because I could see them trading Josh Hart for Davis Burton Tans in like a first round pick, which is protected. And you get Josh Hart in return. I could also see them trading... Uh, Denny Avija for Josh Hart in some form of a deal uh, with Josh Hart coming in three and D wing and Avija's kind of uh, work in progress. He goes to New Orleans and you figure out the rest. Possible? I think so. We'll see. Uh, yeah, so that's going to do it for this one and tune into our next podcast episode.